What's up, everybody? Welcome to Long Time Ago Radio, a conversational podcast about Star Wars. And uh, we're still in website transition, so we're not the official podcast of anything. <laughs> I'm, your, I'm your host, Joshua Mobley, and I'm joined by my two favorite fans in the galaxy, Alex Vargas and Rebecca June Lane. How are you doing this morning? Excellent. Good. Yes. So this is a... Uh, we're doing this pretty early, bright and early. I mean, not for not Becky. For it's like noon for her. She's like, yeah. But I on bet. a Saturday, so it's a little <laughs> early. Yeah. Um, this is a special episode. We are going to be discussing pretty briefly, and I'm sure we'll nothing's brief with us, but we'll we'll talk about <laughs> the uh, the Ryan Johnson trilogy as well as the Disney streaming service and the live action Star Wars television show that's coming to that to said streaming service. So, um, what what should we do first? Which one do you guys want to start with? I think the big news, the Ryan Johnson news, that's the biggest Star Wars news we've had in a while. Yeah. We should also warn people that we're going to start rumors today, so get ready. We're yes, going to start rumors? Yeah, I heard, that, rumors. I heard that the animated, or the show is going to be all stop motion, so they're going to make the actors uh, stand there, and they're going to take a <laughs> picture. <laughs> Yeah, there's like little to no actual information about any of this, so just a bunch of wild conjecture. But conjecture's yeah. fun. Yeah, and and then uh, we should point out that um, the announcement for Ryan Johnson, his new trilogy, was made on StarWars.com. This was not like a Newsweek article or something. Uh, and then also the um, the streaming service story came from CNBC, I believe, because Bob Iger announced it. Right. Um, but, okay, we'll start with the Ryan Johnson thing. So this is from StarWars.com. It says, Lucasfilm is excited to announce that Johnson will create a brand new Star Wars trilogy, the first of which he is also set to write and direct, with longtime collaborator Ram Bergman on board to produce. As writer-director of The Last Jedi, Johnson conceived and realized a powerful film of which Lucas and Disney or Lucasfilm, and Disney are immensely proud. In shepherding this new trilogy, which is separate from the episodic Skywalker saga, thumbs up, Johnson will introduce new characters from a corner of the galaxy that Star Wars lore has never before explored. Quote, We all loved working with Ryan on The Last Jedi, said Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm. Quote, he's a creative force, and watching him craft The Last Jedi from start to finish was one of the great joys of my career. Ryan will do amazing things with the blank canvas of this new trilogy. We had the time of our lives collaborating with Lucasfilm and Disney on The Last Jedi, Johnson and Bergman said in a joint statement. Star Wars is the greatest modern mythology, and we feel very lucky to have contributed to it. We can't wait to continue with this new series of films. So... A lot, there's a lot in here, even though it's only four paragraphs. <laughs> so, brand new trilogy. Yes. That, that's coming presumably not until like, man, 2021, 2022. 
Yeah, at least. Most likely. Um, so, sure. Uh, it the the first movie in the trilogy will be written and directed by Ryan Johnson. The other two we'll see. I guess that the other two he'll be like a a shepherd. Oh, or so like an executive producer or something. But that's I, if he decides not. I think that's if he decides not to do continue it. Continue directing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But so he's still going to be attached to the entire trilogy. Okay, that changes things a little bit for me because I was gonna I was gonna have a, one concern, but that alleviates that concern. What was the concern? Well, just the idea that you know we're handing three movies again to like one dude. And obviously, I'm desperate for a little bit more of a different perspective. Mm. So. I saw this. I saw this uh, too. I, I, you're not the only one who's brought this up. Like, I saw a couple people saying like, "Ryan Johnson's great," and like, "Last Jedi looks great," but like, can we, can we please get like a, like a woman director sometime please, soon? Which is one. something, something that not only fans have asked for, but Kathleen Kennedy has stressed will happen at some point, and it's like. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. sure it. I'm sure we're just around the corner from some like that kind of announcement. Honestly, um, I'm curious to see. If, aside from this, that they'll continue the standalone movies, and maybe we'll be able to get you know. Right. With with those standalone movies, they have a little bit more free play with the way that they make them, right. versus yeah. these stories that you know. There's a there's a specific style that has to be followed for these main with the main storyline. Right. I think a woman's perfectly capable of following that style. But oh, totally. I, yes. But for for right now, I'm, I'm wondering if how many we know we're getting at least the Hansel movie. We're getting three more plus episode uh, ten. And the rumored Obi Wan movie. And the rumored Obi Wan oh, movie. So please. I'm wondering at what point will they be like, okay, we want to you know mix things up a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. Maybe in this trilogy, they finally do that. But also the Obi-Wan movie, like, the more things get announced, the more I'm like, you know, we probably don't even need that. Let's not. <laughs> don't you do that. Don't you take away my Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan I would be movie. happy to see Ewan McGregor back yes, in the role. Please. But my thing is, like, I'm like, I feel like we told his whole story already in a way. So We're off topic here. Back to Ryan yeah. Johnson. Um, but either way, the other thing that they talked about in this statement was that the trilogy will be completely separate from the Skywalker saga, which is cool to me. I, that makes me uh, pretty excited, even though Luke Skywalker is my favorite character. But obviously, like I feel like the sequel trilogy we're in now is probably the end of his story. Right. Like sort of the end of maybe not his lineage, depending on whose kid is who. And, you know, if Kylo doesn't die by the end or, you know, he turns or something. Because he's right. technically a Skywalker in a way, but, True. you know. Um, that all being said, like, it, it's sort of the end of his story in a way, probably. Right. Um, and I'm looking forward to... My the, my favorite thing about this whole thing, besides, like, Ryan Johnson, new movies and stuff, was brand new part of the galaxy, brand new characters, and things that have never, ever been explored in Star Wars lore before. I'm sure maybe they have in like a in like a Dark Horse comic that like no one remembers, but you know, well, that that's exciting. Well, let's go ahead and and conjecture. Well, we could do but both what we hope it would be and what we think it would be. Do mm-hmm. you think it's going to be past, present, meaning any time that we've seen in the films or future? I think past. I'd like past, but I have a feeling they're going to continue forward with some movies with uh 
some of these main characters. They've already said that we're going to be seeing more stories with Ray and with uh, who was it? Uh, Brainfart. Who's the main? Who's the uh... Kylo? Not Kylo. Finn. Finn. Already, they already said that we're going to be getting more stories with them. So I'm wondering if maybe they'll continue the trilogy with them, or if they'll get you know more standalone movies. I I would prefer Old Republic. I want to see a lot more you know, the I formation agree. of the Jedi Order. You know the the Sith Wars. I want to see all that stuff. I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly like we've seen in the past with the comic books and the video games. But I want to explore the history that all these movies have re- referred to, and you know, draw all the mythology from. Do we yeah. think? I mean, do we think it's still going to be a movie about the Jedi? It could be movies not even related to the Force, or would that be a mistake? I think it depends on on what the story is. I mean, Rogue One had no Jedi in it, and I think it did really well. But uh, I think again, it depends on what story they're trying to tell. Will it be yeah. part of the larger, you know, Empire, Republic, that whole storyline, or is it going to be something separate going off on like an outer outer rim world with you know the huts and something and you know, <laughs> gangsters and all that, which would be fun too. I guess it just depends too. Like if you're going to have an outer world or outer rim story, you don't necessarily need Jedi in it. I mean, you just you know yeah. just do like a Wild West movie with aliens. Ooh. I think they even might be. I mean, my problem is when they say stuff that's never been explored in Star Wars lore, and we all immediately go, "Man, the New Republic would be really cool." It's like that was explored. Yeah. In right. in in uh, you know in video games and a comic series and some books. Like the old Republic era was covered deeply in legends, and so it's like, does that maybe they does just that count now? Are they are they talking about new canon? Yeah. Now you know, but I'm with you. I love the old Republic like setting. Um, it's super cool, and it's. I, just, I don't know. It, my yeah. only hope is if they do that. What one of my uh, critiques for the the portrayal of the uh, new Republic and all that stuff. And, for for dark horse and all that is that the past seemed to look more advanced than the future like you look at some of the like the sith soldiers and their armor and all that it looked a lot more advanced than what we have currently in the star wars universe so i hope they make sure that they kind of not necessarily tone it down but make sure that what we see fits the timeline like you know lightsabers shouldn't look as clean as they do now they should still look either bulkier or you know they're still being refined to more kylo-ish like very yeah, more kylo-ish unstable armor should you know maybe make it more bulky something just don't make it look as clean as it does now i mean you've had hundreds of years to develop things you think things would get better not worse right interesting good point yeah and and well it's also weird because you would go to in the older public video game some things looked very prequel-esque mm-hmm. like they were you know it was very advanced and cool and like yeah the sith armor the soldiers looked very like sleek and cool and like super advanced but then my favorite thing about the older public stuff was that you'd go to these like ancient temples and stuff that had these dinky looking like droids that spoke languages that no one understood and like all this stuff i thought i thought that that stuff was super cool yeah but well i don't think that's off the table when it comes to like stuff that's never been explored before they could just mean stuff that's never been explored on film which none of that has that's Um, true so i think that's still up as a possibility yeah but it's it's so funny that uh i was looking at these 
I always check the subreddit because I want to see what like the the jaded fan thinks of news. <laughs> I guess, uh, and I always um, I was actually pleasantly surprised with the this announcement. People were very excited, uh, but also at the same time, I saw a bunch of people like, "Yeah, do Revan," and it's like, guys, he's already they've already done. I mean, they haven't done him in canon, obviously, but like, who is Revan? He is he he's he's like the main antagonist of Knights of the Old Republic, and I won't say any more because that game th- there's a there's a uh, twist at some point in that game that is mind blowing, and it's almost it's one of those things where it's like it's been done, it can never be done again, like mm. it's pretty crazy, but uh, it's it's definitely worth playing. Even in it's it's a little old, but it's definitely worth going through. Even though it's not canon or anything, but it's a cool story and has probably one of the greatest twists in all of video games ever. Wow! Yeah, I it's it's you do not see it coming. So I was, I was just like, oh my god! Uh, but so, Revan is the main antagonist of that. He was a Jedi. He turned Sith, uh, and that's about all you need to know. He also has cool helmet. <laughs> he does have a pretty cool helmet. Yeah. I have a, I have a, you know, I agree with you guys. I would love to see Old Republic stuff. Um, I'd also be fine with the future, like way future, like let's jump 200 years, something right. like that. Um, I fear, though it's not a real fear, I, I think that maybe as much distance as he might want to put from the main uh, Skywalker storyline, I bet there's going to be voices that are like, set it in a certain time period we know to leave the door open for cameos um yeah i mean that'd be kind of like how rebels is right now too right um i just think there's too much you know there to kind of tease fans and that that's what studios like is when people are like oh look sure my main my main thing is that if they go far in the future they sort of lock like the farther they go, the more time they lock in for like story ideas. Do you, yeah. do you get what I'm Things saying? Things have to end at a certain point, and you have to make sure they resolve themselves. Well, it's That's like good. They, well, it's Boxes like they are good. They literally kind of limit. They kind of limit like what anyone can do in that span of time, in a way, because it's like, oh, if this if this planet is a certain way and it's and they say like oh it's been this way for thousands of years like literally that one movie or whatever way in the future kind of wipes out anything creative that someone could have done you know in that span of time so like they have to be kind of i feel like they have to be kind of careful but totally though i'm of the i'm of the storytelling belief that like constraints are a good thing and when you set parameters that's when you can actually get creative with storytelling rather than you know, having to invent sure. a bunch of stuff. I think that's you get la- you get less Deus Ex Machinas. Exactly. <laughs> Where they're like, guys, if we just believe in our friendship, yeah, you get they'll actual... seize the day. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, I, so let's kind of peel back just for a second and talk about Ryan Johnson as a person. Obviously, we haven't seen his last Jedi film. Um, mm-hmm. If it doesn't go over well. That would be interesting. I don't think... I think at this point, this announcement says volumes about how good The Mm -hmm. Last Jedi must be. Yeah. Like, how... And they even said, like, we're... 
like we're so incredibly proud kathleen kennedy said that seeing that film from start to finish was a highlight of her career <gasps> oh my gosh that makes me so excited i just read that becky <laughs> it's in the statement she said that okay that's why that's why i'm early. saying I told like you it's early for saturday for yeah me. yeah yeah but that's why i'm saying like this this whole thing like that it speaks volumes about how good this movie must be and how well everything must have gone you know with ryan johnson because apparently he's like such a cool guy and there's that carrie fisher quote where she said in in the behind the scenes video where she's like he has um he he has shortcomings in other areas but i don't know about them (laughs) i love her so much yeah um well yeah i mean you know especially when you compare it to the production chaos that was the other films we've been saying for a while that ryan seems to have figured it out where the other guys haven't but um so for anyone who doesn't know his previous films uh have been the biggest two are brick uh which was kind of an indie darling and i remember seeing that movie back in the day yeah it's really good and then looper which a lot of people loved i did not um but a lot of people do you like time travel movies i traditionally Absolutely. Give me more sci-fi weirdness. I was so distracted by Joseph Gordon-Levitt's makeup mm. that... Oh. I... <laughs> you couldn't suspend your disbelief. Also, I thought all the stuff that was taking place in the city, all the Paul Dan- with the Paul Dano and all that stuff was so exciting. And then they stuck us... And then it became a movie about a creepy kid. And I was not in the market for a movie about a creepy kid. Yeah. Um, and then we Why just couldn't they just have cast an actor that looked like bruce willis or just said whatever just they're the same person deal you know what Um, ryan johnson maybe you aren't the right (laughs) (laughs) person but the the creativity in that film was phenomenal um you know those things aside and uh yeah i mean it's again it seems so shocking to me that they would give the keys of the kingdom to somebody who hasn't done a whole hell of a lot but maybe he just fits yeah Uh, and that's exciting that they just fits well yeah. I saw that there was a Polygon article where they're like the period of time where Lucasfilm was up for explore, like exploring new ideas is over now because of this announcement. They're like they that take. they're like oh we f- they found the people like they found JJ and they found Ryan and they they work well and they do what they want and so like that, that, that those are making yeah. big assumptions though you can't do that yeah, yeah they have people is. directing it but this they're not necessarily in charge of the story I mean their story group is so much larger than two people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and at the same time, I think people do overblow how much the story group, you know, imposes. They're mainly like a fact checking kind of, you know, I'm sure that they do a lot of work to maintain like the spirit of what Star Wars is supposed to be. But at the same time, I, I don't, don't think, know. you know, what do people want? Like, do they want a like a mad comedy? It's, it's like, the what? Internet, don't 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 get them too much. I mean, this, this thing with Star Wars From... is that there's such a large audience, and you know, it it pulls in a lot of people, and everyone kind of wants their own thing. A lot of people are like, "Oh, original trilogy is the best." We don't like, you know, one, two, three, episode seven and eight. Other people are like us. We want more story. Yeah. I mean, and and the, with the way that you know, internet and all that stuff works, we get a lot of people voicing their opinions and. I mean, as a fan, for me, it kind of hurts when people are like, oh, they they ruined Star Wars with Episode Seven. They're going to ruin it more. And it's like, well, th- like I was telling you guys before we started recording the podcast, I just found my Time magazine issue for Revenge of the Sith, and it says the last Star Wars movie on it. Like, mm-hmm. f- for years, we never thought we were going to get any more. 
and now you know star wars has reemerged as this giant thing where we're getting more stories we should be thankful for this stuff you may not like it all like me personally the han solo movie worries me a little bit and i don't think we need that movie but it's still exciting like this is something we never thought we'd ever get right and it's quality i mean that's the thing every i understand that people might have not liked certain decisions in certain films but you cannot deny the the intent of quality that goes into making these they're taking it very seriously and it could have not gone that way yeah. it could have been a bunch of crap they were just turning out for profit and that's not the case so i mm-hmm. i have faith um i'm excited i'm you very know. excited about all this stuff and i just want more stuff like in in going off the whole you know everybody wants different things and stuff uh it's it's so true i have a i have a friend um or my a coworker. This is both. People can be both. both. (laughs) (laughs) And he is just of the mind that Rogue One is not a good movie. And and I see his points because, like, there are things about it, you know, with the reshoots that kind of made things not make total sense. And you had to read, like, a couple books and, and know about, you know, the Clone Wars and Rebels to, like, kind of get a full grasp of it. But my argument is, like, you shouldn't be watching these movies. I'm like, none of these movies except A New Hope stand on their own, you know? They are all part of a larger world, so mm-hmm. to speak. And I th- and I, and the way I see Rogue One in my mind is just like, this is a blip of time, like, before a major event. Like, that's... It's it's just like, uh, this is... We're, we're getting a window into a time of... A, a time frame before A New Hope where you know everything was super desperate and we got to meet all these cool characters who obviously die but still what like i don't think of any like even i think why i've come to terms with the prequels a lot too is because i don't i don't think of episode one as like when i'm watching it i'm not thinking about like man this movie on its own is kind of lame i'm thinking about it like this is a part of the larger story yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the in, like the whole thing at once. Like I'm not, I'm not, you know, so focused. But I guess that's just me. But no, I'm, I'm the same way when I look at Star Wars movies, especially with these new ones coming out. I mean, with a lot of the criticisms with Episode Seven, it's like, well, you know, just hold on. That's the first part of you know three movies that tell a full story. You can't really judge a book on the first chapter, or at least you shouldn't. I mean, we still have a lot more that can fill in the gaps and you may not have liked how they you know star killer bases another death star or whatever but if you kind of think about it it's you know the empire's fallen these people are going to end up reusing a lot of the same machinery right. it, it makes sense i mean yeah you may not have liked it but look at what was done in the expanded universe with the million well not millions but like there was multiple giant weapons that could destroy things like the the one that could absorb suns which is you know i mean it's not yeah. like I mean, we kind of just got that again. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of got that again. But it's not like this is a new critique in Star Wars. We've always right. had these things. And with the Cyclical way they, storytelling. They've done this is. forever. Yeah, I mean, look at 1, 2, 3. You kind of have yep. the same arc as 4, 5, 6. And again, we're getting 7, 8, 9. It's, that's just how the story is. And we're telling the story of a specific family here, too. Yeah, and... I mean, it's a, they, it's a very kind of classic storytelling tropes they, they, they go with, and people don't like that. You know, everyone likes surprises. You know, people don't like when things are predictable. Um, and that's just a different type of storytelling. It's a more classic type of storytelling. Hero, villain, good, evil, um, and then the shades in between. But um, 
kind of uh, countering your point a little bit, Josh, like I, I know plenty of people who, and we've talked about on this podcast, it's kind of the theme of this podcast, who saw Rogue One as their first Star Wars film and they loved it. I think that there's a certain tone and style to Star Wars that some people just, they get it, they love it, that sense of adventure and, you know, finding the hero with yourself. That is pervasive throughout all the films and I feel like that does speak to certain people. Um, and if that doesn't speak to you, then maybe you're not a Star Wars fan. Maybe. I mean, at, at, at uh, well, I don't want to go that far, but, you know. Not um, specifically Rogue One, but just like, you know, if you find yourself having issues with the, with the recurring themes of the series, then, you know, maybe it's not the series for you. I, I think that a lot of people, and it's sad, um, and I work with some of them as I hear them talk about it a lot. I think people just become jaded, they unfortunately. Do. And it's sad. Like it, it, I don't, I feel like I never want to be that person. Cause I get excited about the new stuff and sure. Like not every story is as good as the next one. And right. Like not everything is as interesting or whatever, but like, I, I just love being in it and I don't, and I don't, I'm not so hung up on like, oh man, a new, you know, a new movie that's like this thing again. Like, I'm like, cool. I, I like that thing. Yeah. Back to my cookie analogy. I like chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> I'm not going to get mad if someone gives me more, you know? But what I if you it. find a raisin? I like raisins. Okay, so. then you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, dude, oatmeal raisin, probably my second favorite cookie. Really? Yeah. yeah. I like oatmeal raisin without the raisin. Same. And then, uh, see, so just like oatmeal. <laughs> I like oh, I like my simple foods. I like it the goes, hint of raisin. The, it goes the oatmeal. Yeah, yeah, it's a texture when you bite in. You got chewy, yeah. and then all of a sudden you get that weird gooey. And it's in your teeth. Yeah, you're not sure if it was a, you know. How are you guys eating raisins? Like, <laughs> I don't know. We're and not. then under that, it's oatmeal <laughs> butterscotch, which oh, you've never had that cookie. That's a good don't cookie. Don't forget snickerdoodles. Snickerdoodles are pretty good. I have to be in a mood, though. Yeah, anyway. that's true. So, uh, what's your favorite Star Wars cookie? Uh, mm. Chocolate chip. I just saw, <laughs> I just saw a cookbook advertised on. I forget what it was. It was like it's called. It's the Star Wars cookbook, and it's called Wookie Cookies. Oh yeah, I've actually. Oh looked at my that. goodness! I, I want to get that. It's a good Christmas gift if anyone's out there looking for a Christmas gift for someone. Get them. Oh my Wookie god, that sounds cookbook. amazing! Wookie cookies. <laughs> anyway, they're chewy. Um, Oh my goodness. Uh, oh my god. Shut it oh down. Oh my god. And that is our episode for the week. We did it. That's our episode forever. <laughs> you did it. That was really <laughs> good. Oh man, that's great. Um but back to the news. <laughs> yeah, there's another big piece of news that we can elaborate on too, outside of all this Ryan Johnson trilogy. Um from CNBC, the Walt Disney Company share gained after the company said it had plans to price its streaming service, quote, substantially lower. And that of Netflix. Whoa. The company said, however, that its service will be cheaper because it will initially have a smaller library than that of what the streaming giant offers. Disney said its goal is to attract as many subscribers as possible when it launches the service. The price tag would be adjusted over time to mirror the volume of content that is added. Love um, it. And, and it, inside of this whole thing, there was an announcement that not only is, are there going to be, you know, like a Mar there's going to be a Marvel TV show attached to this streaming service. There's we're getting a live action Star Wars television series, exclu I, I assume exclusive to this streaming service, and it will come out in 2019. 
Ooh, that's soon. Yeah. So, how do we all feel about that? <laughs> no other details, right? No direct. No other no. details. All they said was that there's uh, a TV show. It's coming in 2019. It'll be on our streaming service. Hmm. See, I don't mind. I, I know we've talked about this Disney streaming service before, and again, I'm going to reiterate. If I get all the Star Wars, all the Marvel, all the Disney movies, and then a ton of extra stuff, that's worth it to me. Are they going to pull the Marvel Netflix series? That's the question, right? Yeah, no one knows that right now. No one knows. So, and if they do, then I imagine they'll be popping up on, on, on this, but... That'd be that'd be a rough deal for Netflix. Yes, um, I think I think overall Disney's planning on pulling out of Netflix in the next few years. Anyways, I mean they've already started pulling right. out a lot of the Disney movies. Oh, they announced they're pulling out their Disney movies already too. Yeah, those shows are a huge boon for them though. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm fine with the streaming service. I love the idea of them pricing their model up as it goes along. I think that's really responsible, which is rare. Um, I. Uh, I'm more curious about a live-action Star Wars TV show because I feel like there's a certain level of production value that's needed to pull off Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering what story they can tell that wouldn't fit. I mean, I think they, they can have. pull it off. Yeah. I yeah. really think they can. I um, think so. And I say this because we live in a world... We live in a post-Westworld Game of Thrones world. True. Where these live, live action, high budget, you know, special effects, th- like things exist and they're super popular. I feel like we can we can pull this off. Now, are, are they going to be? I think they said that the first season will be twelve episodes. So, I I am in my head imagining like an HBO kind of fair. Like they're going to be twelve episodes. They're going to be almost an hour. Which would be like incredible, but yeah. it, but that's crazy to me because then it's like, oh, in twenty nineteen we're getting twelve Star Wars movies. Right? <laughs> Think about it like that; it's kind of nuts. But I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm like sure, but uh, well, I um, think I think Marvel is such a good example um, and something we should like be like emboldened by because they've made so many movies and so many TV shows, and I know Iron Fist sucked and Defenders was meh, but for the most part, all of their content is quality. Um, uh-huh. And I think that's a good sign for us of Disney's ability to pull that off. But wow, yeah, if we got like a, like a, like that's where you could get your like Space Western in, like a Westworld-esque. Yeah, kind but of. now I'm going to go back to my, with the popularity of things like Game of Thrones, how great would the older public show oh, that'd be? So be? Cool. Because like those games and a lot of the things they talk about happen over a long, like a long period of time. So like, I almost feel like you could you could do Knights of the Old Republic as a TV show. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, and 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 it I think it would work because a it's. Most for most fans and most people, it's unfamiliar. Yeah. So it's practically brand new to them. Mm-hmm. Two, they don't necessarily have to do Revan. I would actually argue they probably shouldn't. Um, and three, like you get to spend a lot of time there and you get to explore things that people have never seen before. Right. Like a lot of people have never seen before. And you can, you know, 
subtly connect it to like the prequels and stuff in certain ways. I know that obviously it's like a thousand years in the past, but like still, um, and it's, yeah, I think, I think that would be really cool. Another option obviously is we, everyone always brings us up. They could do the, the smuggler route. Cause I feel right. like doing, yeah, the, like you said, Becky, the Western in space, like a firefly. Yeah. Like that works too. Um, but I, f- I almost feel like if you're going to go super mainstream with Star Wars, it almost feels like, I don't know, I feel like Jedi are kind of part of that. You know what but... they could do that would be fun to do? Because everyone knows who Boba Fett is. Everyone knows who the Jedi are. If they do Tag that, and bank. Oh, oh <laughs> my God, that would be so cool. Um, but I was going to say uh, the story of Tar Vizsla, because you can do a little bit of Old Republic, you get Mandalorian, you get Jedi. I think Explain it, that to our uh, listeners. So if uh, Tar Vizsla the, was the uh, first and only Jedi Mandalorian. So he's actually the one that created the uh, Darksaber, which you've seen in Clone Wars. You see it again in uh, Rebels. And that's pretty much all we know is that he used to be part of it. The, uh, the Darksaber. He fought in the Mandalorian Wars. Yeah, he fought in the Mandalorian Wars. The uh, Darksaber was hidden uh, on Mandalore, taken... Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was hidden in the Jedi Temple... Mandalorians took it, and then it just started floating around. So we don't. That's, it became don't an heirloom. Yeah, but it'd be cool because if you do that character, you bring in, you know, things that people liked from the Clone Wars and things that people liked from Rebels, and you start pulling in different things, and you can have a little bit of everything in there. What about a show just called Mandalore? That's about like the Mandalorian Wars and all that stuff. That'd be fun too. I feel like hardcore fans would really like that i wonder how it would translate to uh uh like a more mainstream fan yeah you know or like just someone who casually consumes star wars like would they even know or be interested in something like that well you said it yourself we're living in a post game of thrones westworld world i don't think anybody would have thought hey let's take this giant series of novels about i don't know politics and turn it into a the biggest show on television so okay that's true uh i i almost kind of would rather this is what i would want uh, outside of the new republic you know or the old republic show i would want an anthology series where Mm -hmm. the like star wars underground was supposed to be where it's like every episode it's possibly different characters just doing different you know going through different stories and stuff I think that would be interesting. Well, I think if we do look at Marvel and the success of that, if this show does what I think they're hoping to do, this won't be the only TV show. I think the idea would maybe be yeah. to just keep making more content. Uh, so who knows? We are we are going to get another animated thing. We know that mm-hmm. for a fact, but we Is don't. There a we don't. Year don't know for that? No. Yeah. I, I doubt next year. I really doubt it. I, I would imagine 2019, but 2019 all of a sudden feels so packed. I could see them announcing it 2019 at the next Star Wars celebration. Yeah. Right? That's the thing. So 2019 is going to be nuts. That's going to be we're a big have, year. We're going to have Star Wars celebration, and then we're going to have episode nine. We're going to have the TV show. Uh, and God knows what else. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be nuts. Edge opens. Dude, not a week goes by where I just want to go back so, to right. 
Star Wars celebration. I'm just like, man, I miss it. So just, it was so fun. If you ever want to see how uh, you know Galaxy's Edge, the construction's doing at Disneyland, uh, micechat.com, they do a weekly Disneyland update with pictures and all that, and they, they take pictures of the construction. So like the main cool. shell building is completely, you know, almost completely encased in, in the walls and the rock works coming up. I mean, it's just it's just <sighs> fun to do that. Or if you're local, just drive onto Mickey and Friends parking lot, just stand there and just watch. <laughs> which i wish i could do but what's the website again micechat.com micechat and they'll also do all disney world updates uh, i believe they do the same thing for uh, galaxy's edge over there wow yeah 2019 is gonna be insane yeah 2018 though nothing's happening <laughs> nothing everything's terrible uh, we, got han solo. we do have han solo and and who knows like what else pops up there i mean we still have the comic books are still going strong. Um, and they actually recently, I think the last episode of Star Wars, they kind of revealed like some big things for the future that. Oh, 2018. Yeah. Really Rebels cool. finale. Yeah. That's True. like the big one, I think, next year, aside from Hobbs Hall. Yeah, because we only have the one episode left for one this. More. And then we have to yeah. do our half season wrap up or whatever. Yes. Lots um, to talk about where there. we wildly speculate the fate of Kanan. Yeah. Um,. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm sure 2018 will be fine. Because I'm sure we started this year off going, like, what is there? And, that, and now it's like, oh, there's it's too much. We got Battlefront next week and all these other things. And yeah. So I have a quick question for you guys, just going back to the new Star or Disney streaming and the, you know, the new show and all that. Uh, do either of you guys watch Star Trek Discovery? Nope. No, not yet. So one of the big issues with Star Trek Discovery, at least with a lot of the fans, is that in order to watch it, you have to be part of CBS All Access for their streaming. And I mean, I don't, I don't know what the numbers are specifically, but from what I've heard, they haven't been getting the numbers that they were hoping for for the show. And a lot of mm-hmm. people are complaining that they have to pay between $6 and $10 a month just to watch Star Trek. And I mean, right. CBS Access has a lot more CBS shows. But if you're a fan of just, you know, Star Trek, are you willing to pay $10 or, you know, let's just say $6, $6 a month to watch a new show? And if you're a fan of Star Wars, will the Disney catalog of shows, which there's even rumor that they're going to start bringing in, what was it, 20th Century? Chance oh, yeah. of them buying them. Would, is that catalog large enough to want you to be saying, okay, you know, you'll pay whatever it is to have all the Disney streaming plus Star Wars, plus whatever else comes in. Or, I mean, even if you're not a Disney fan, are you willing to pay $6 a month just to watch a Star Wars show? I mean, I, me, personally, yes. I'm a giant Disney fan. I like all that stuff, Marvel, Disney, Star Wars. I'll pay it. But I'm wondering what how that'll affect other people, like if people are going to be willing to pay a certain a monthly subscription to watch a new Star Wars show. Yeah, I think the key thing is that they're starting with a lower amount um, I don't. I mean, I'm trying to figure out what that amount would be. What's Netflix I imagine five dollars. Well, okay, CBS yeah. is five ninety nine. Netflix right now is I think what nine ninety nine a month. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I think five bucks is totally fair. I think. I don't know. I, by the time 2019 rolls around, I think the landscape's going to be different. Um, I think you're going to have a lot more cables cut. So. I think people are going to be more in the market for these kinds of single serving services. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's the way things are going to go. I think they're well poised, probably better than any other company to take advantage of that. When, 
when is there going to be a company that acts like this gonna sound so weird yeah acts like a cable provider for all these streaming services where like it's one app and depending on what you want to watch it'll be like you have access to this show because you have netflix well, I mean, like, smart TVs kind of do that. Yeah, Hulu's kind of got that now, too, especially when you buy subscription services to some of the other sh- channels, especially like Showtime. Sure, yeah. It adds into it. Amazon does that, too. Yeah. Any type of Well, okay, then. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. That's okay. But, let, but, I mean, we can start one that does it for Amazon. But I, I want – I have high hopes for the Disney streaming service. I just hope that they realize how much content they have and just start putting it all on there. Right. Like – Every, they just put everything on there. I want to watch Steamboat Willie, man. Yeah, like, old school cartoons. Like the I want to watch all the today shows and all that from the. 60s. I want to watch all the weird oh. ones where like Donald Duck's fighting Nazis. Like I want all that stuff. What like, about the old school nature shows where they like remember when they killed all those yeah. rodents that one time? Do you remember that? <laughs> they killed all the what? There's like they what was it called the wild the wonderful world of Disney and they had this like documentary nature group that would go out and film stuff and there were these like meerkat rodent things and they scared them all to jump off a cliff and it's like super sad they like killed all these animals yeah it was a different time <laughs> it was uh walt time. disney and true life adventures there you go there which you is go. funny because all the like the true life adventures at disneyland today or disneyland usa all those uh old tv shows they put onto dvds a number of years ago but they made oh. limited number quantities so your steel book would actually have what number it was and so now Ooh. they're, I mean, some of them are pretty easy to find on eBay, but other ones, I mean, they're, they're hard to find, especially like the World War II Donald Duck, you know, box set of cartoons. Yeah. Well, if they remastered it for DVD, though, that goes back into the idea that they have it somewhere. Oh, yeah, they, they, they have it. They do. Put it on the streaming service. That yeah. would be cool. Yeah, they have like 100 years of content. <laughs> exactly. Should. It's pretty amazing. Put it all on there. All the Star Wars, all the Marvel. I'd love if they could put on some of the older Star Wars documentaries, like from Star Wars to Jedi. I mean, that, as a kid, that was my, like, if I wanted to know more about Star Wars, we didn't have the internet, so it was just this one documentary that I'd watch on a loop. Oh. There's I, a lot of those Star We have to do a whole episode about Star Wars documentaries, because yeah. there are ones that I rewatch like, all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a Star Wars documentary. I, what? Start with from, from Star Wars to Jedi is on YouTube. It's narrated by Mark Hamill, and oh. it talks about... Um, Really? Because I would say start with Empire of Dreams. No, because the reason I say this one is because this one was made in the 80s. Like, this one was made... Oh. What, they actually... It's funny because it came out, I believe, after Return of the Jedi. But you can tell that they were making the documentary while they were making Return of the Jedi. Because they focus uh. a lot more on, on that movie. And, you know, you see that behind the scenes. I'm making the, the Sarlacc pit and, you know, Carrie and Mark and all of them just having fun on the set. But it... it and they have interviews with... Uh, George Lucas, but you can tell, you know, this this is before all these new movies came out, so you can kind of figure out what the original idea was for Star Wars. Cool. Empire of Dream shows is is really good too, but I think because it was done so much later that you see the influences of the uh, the prequels and you know the ideas of expanding Star Wars. Whereas this other one, this is just right when Return of the Jedi was finished, and you kind of get right. that feel like, oh man, this is fresh right after OG. return of the Jedi. yeah original this is these were the original ideas of what star wars should have been and what it was going to stay at cool. also there's there's a history channel one that i don't remember what it's called i have to look it up but it's all about the 
like symbolism and the mythology that Star Wars is based on. That's really interesting. Yeah, we should also probably include from uh, or the people versus George Lucas because that one's that one is amazing. I got it frustrated is so watching good. that one though. It is frustrating, but it has a happy ending. Yeah, it is good. It is good. Yeah. Becky, you, you should watch People versus George Lucas. It's pretty funny. Okay, that's I'll our that's our episode out. for like this week, which is I'll watch documentaries this weekend. Yeah. We do need to figure out what episode we're doing this week. But um, if, if we've talked about everything. I think we're good. Say we wrap this up. All right. Thanks for listening to this special episode of Long Time Ago Radio. Remember, if you'd like to find the show, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. And you can go to canontimeline.com slash podcast not for long but that's where it is now and uh if you want to find me on twitter i am the jawa josh where can everyone else uh where can they find you i am at rebecca june lane and our official twitter is at lta underscore radio you can find me on instagram dapper underscore fat and check out our facebook page facebook.com slash long time ago radio yo all right that's gonna do it We'll see you guys next week when we'll probably have to end up doing another special because there's so many things going on. Uh, We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.